It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Just after 1 o'clock, 1.05 is the time here in the KSL Newsroom. And did you hear what I just said? Here in the KSL Newsroom. Yeah, uh, big news for Lee Lonsberry. I'm no longer broadcasting to you from the guest bedroom. Uh, they've welcomed me back into Broadcast House, and I'm feeling energized and excited to be back here among these fine newsmakers in this fine newsroom. So uh, l- let me know. Can you, can, you hear a, can you hear a little bit of extra energy? In my voice today on this Monday, episode number 176, back at it. Uh, let me know. Uh, 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. And I especially want to hear from you on this next story. Uh, hashtag only 6%. Does that mean anything to you? Hashtag only 6%. There was a... Uh, some facts and figures, a study, new data released from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention just last week. And it showed uh, how many Americans uh, have died from COVID-19 who also were suffering from underlying conditions. Turns out 94% of uh, Americans Patients who died from the coronavirus also had those underlying conditions, 94%. And so at first blush, when you look at this and you you ask yourself, okay, well, so what about the other 6%? Am I to to believe and understand that only 6%, only 6% of the Americans who have lost their lives due to the coronavirus uh, can attribute solely to the coronavirus their death? Well, that is accurate. That is an accurate analysis uh, and an accurate interpretation of what this data communicates. Now, the CDC lists the the top underlying medical conditions that are linked to the coronavirus. So these are the underlying conditions which the 94% of patients were suffering from at the time uh, they had uh, lost their lives, also having tested positive for the coronavirus. This is influenza and pneumonia, respiratory failure, hypertensive disease, diabetes, vascular, uh, cardiac arrest, heart failure, renal failure, intentional and unintentional injury, poisoning and other adverse uh, effects, and other uh, medical conditions. So what then does this mean? What are we to to gather from this? How are we to react to it? How are we to now apply uh, this newly released data to policymaking in the future? There are those uh, who interpret this data to mean that, oh, shoot, we have uh, been doing, we have uh, shut down our economy. We have closed schools for months and months and months. We have uh, steered businesses, small businesses especially, uh, into uh, brick walls and off cliffs from uh, whence they can never return. We have crippled our economy. We have plunged our nation uh, into unemployment levels that we haven't seen in decades and decades and decades. And for what? For this 6%? 
It's not that simple. It's, it's, it's not that simple. I'm going to explain uh, more of that and what I mean in just a moment, but I want you to know, too, uh, that I'm not the only one looking at this. Of course, uh, reporters around the country are, are clamoring to get some clarification and some better understanding and to get the views uh, held by uh, leaders, in particular uh, President Donald Trump. In the, uh, in the press briefing uh, just this morning, White House Press Secretary Kayleigh McEnany, who let me just say, I have been a fan of McEnany for some time, but after her remarks just last week in the Republican National Convention, uh, she's she's really something else. I admire her greatly, uh, both for the strength she brings her family and to the cool, calm hand and, uh, you know, keeping a modest spirit that she brings uh, to the role of press secretary. She was asked this morning, Uh, by reporters about why the president had retweeted a tweet on the numbers from uh, the CDC. The the retweeted tweet uh, was later taken down by uh, Twitter. The post had claimed the CDC quietly updated the COVID number to show a small fraction of all deaths, 6%, from the coronavirus were actually a result of COVID-19. And the vast majority of deaths, the Post claimed, were because of other serious illnesses. And so uh, in the spirit of fact-checking, Twitter decides, "Ah, we're going to take that down. And so it was that a tweet retweeted by the president uh, was taken down. McEnany this morning asked to explain that. Here's how she did it. He was just pointing to those numbers, but we are encouraged to see a drop in cases, deaths, hospitalizations, and very encouraged that we have one of the lowest case fatality rates in the world. In fact, ours is 3.1%. EU and UK together is 10.5%. So we're encouraged that our therapeutics are working um, and saving lives thanks to the hard work of President Trump tearing down bureaucratic barriers. number, is he trying to downplay the death toll? And the no, he was, he was highlighting new CDC information that came out that was worth noting. Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. Uh, He was, and we are, highlighting new CDC data, which is now available. Why else would it be made available if we're not supposed to look at it and try to extract from it valuable information to steer our behavior and our policymaking? Of course we're going to do that with this data, especially when it indicates that comorbidities, that these uh, high risk, these underlying conditions uh, are almost always in 94% of the instances of death associated with the coronavirus, uh, there is also associated uh, one of these underlying uh, disorders. Hypertension, uh, cardiac arrest, uh, heart failure. Uh, there is also obesity and diabetes and Alzheimer's disease, which all in tandem with the coronavirus lead to a much higher rate of death than for individuals who have no such underlying condition, the 6%. Okay, now what does this mean and what ought we to extract from this? I have uh, about two, two and a half, two and a half observations. Uh, Number one, we uh, in America, we need to get a bit healthier. We, We need to get a whole lot healthier, as a matter of fact. Because this phenomenon is not isolated to the coronavirus, all right? If you were to do a similar study uh, and and look at the flu, uh, look at pneumonia, look at other uh, disorders, uh, the death rate will, of course, be significantly higher uh, amongst the population of Americans who also have underlying conditions, okay? 
if we are able to uh, have an otherwise healthy body contract something that our body can combat, and we're able to put all of our energy into combating that, we're going to be okay. We're going to be uh, we're going to be able to fend it off, and the numbers uh, will be very very low in terms of those who lose their lives to strictly that disorder, the six percent. Now, if we are able to rid our bodies of many of these comorbidities or many of these underlying issues, we would be doing a lot better. We'd be doing a lot better. That's why young people who are in the prime of life, who are healthy and strong uh, and uh, probably the, the best shape that they will be in their entire life, that's why we see such low death rates in these categories. Total number of COVID-19 deaths as of the 22nd of this month from the dawn of the pandemic within the age group 0 to 24. So all those uh, young people from 0 to 24. How many would you guess have passed away? How many would you guess have lost their lives to the coronavirus? 10,000? No, 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 no. 5,000? No, no, lower. 1,000? No. Lower. 500? No, lower. 330. 330 is the total. You know how many uh, have died uh, all ages? Zero to uh, however old the oldest person is? 161,000. 161,000 as of the 22nd and only 330 between 0 and 24 years of age. So we need to rededicate ourselves to health. We need to rid our bodies of these comorbidities and these high-risk things. If we are obese, take a look in the mirror, look at our habits and our routines and see if there's something we can do about it. Because if we rid ourselves of that obesity, if we rid ourselves of other diseases uh, that contribute and can amplify the strength with which the coronavirus knocks us upside the head and maybe uh, onto the ground, uh, we will be all the better able to fight it. I've got more thoughts on this, and I've rambled on too long, and I don't have time to get to them, but if we have time later, I want to share with you uh, some of the ideas I have in terms of policy. I have some policy suggestions I want to make, and it's a result of this data. Right now, though, it's time to take a break. When we return, I'm going to discuss with you uh, a name you know, Evan McMullen. Yeah, he is dipping his toe into this race, not as a candidate, but as an endorser. Who's he endorsed in the race for president? You might be surprised. I'll share with you the answer next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless, and I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.